I'm really excited about today's podcast. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's the official kickoff of the Passion to Action campaign, a collaboration between Daughters of Change, the Girl Scouts of Maine, and the First National Bank. The Passion to Action campaign highlights future leaders, the amazing girls and young women who are already out there making a difference thanks to the Girl Scouts of Maine. We'll be highlighting the stories of the girls, told by the girls themselves, and featuring the incredible work these young daughters of change are doing with the Girl Scouts of Maine and the changes they're already making in the world. People, this is not your grandmother's Girl Scouts. They are doing amazing things with community engagement, leadership, and STEM. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Moving forward, we'll be doing one podcast a month that features a different girl and her story. We'll also be doing a monthly Facebook and Instagram Live and monthly feature videos. I'll make sure that all that information is in the show notes. To say I'm psyched about this project is an understatement. When I initially spoke with the Girl Scouts of Maine, the synergy between our missions was palpable. The mission of the Girl Scouts is to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. The mission of Daughters of Change is to tell the stories of the women and girls making change in the world, to connect and support these Daughters of Change, and to inspire others to take action. Hello? You see what I'm saying here? A match made in heaven. The last piece of the puzzle was to include a local business who supports the community, supports women and girls, and shares our values. That was a no-brainer for me. My first call was to the First National Bank. I've worked with them before on public service campaigns and knew that they would be exactly the right fit. I'm glad they thought so too. The First National Bank is a genuine community bank deeply committed to serving individuals, families, and businesses throughout their regions. They have a unique culture of respect intended to make all their customers feel valued. They also understand the need for community engagement and support. They are the real deal and they walk the talk. I could not be more thrilled than to be working with Sue and the gang from the First National Bank again. So now that I've given you all the lowdown about the campaign, my guests today to kick off Passion to Action are two amazing daughters of change, Joanne Cropeau, the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Maine, and Sue Norton, Executive Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer of the First National Bank. We will be discussing the relevance of the Girl Scouts in their programs, the importance of community engagement for local businesses, what the Girl Scouts of Maine bring to the table for young girls and women in the community, the Girl Scout Leadership Training Program, and words of wisdom from these two fabulous women. Are you ready for kickoff? Here we go. Ladies, Joanne, Sue, welcome to the first Passion to 
action kickoff podcast, right? With Daughters of Change, the Girl Scouts of Maine, and the First National Bank. So I am so excited to have you both here today. Welcome to the Daughters of Change podcast. So before we get going, I would like to introduce the two fabulous women I have here. So Joanne Crepeau is the executive director of the Girl Scouts of Maine. And Sue Norton is the executive vice president and chief administrative officer for the First National Bank here in Maine. So we're going to get things started because we have a lot to talk about. And Joanne, I'd like to start with you. And can you tell us what's the most important thing that you'd like everyone to know about the Girl Scouts? I would say today's Girl Scouts are tomorrow's leaders, and they are able to fill the gender gap of women in leadership positions throughout the world. And you know, that that goal may sound lofty, but the world needs more women in leadership positions in both the private and the public sector. And you know, Girl Scouts has proven results in filling that gap throughout our history. And Marie, I don't know if you know this, but 50% of our female business leaders and 80% of our female tech leaders, 76% of female U.S. senators and 100% of female U.S. secretaries of state were Girl Scouts. So Girl Scouts is really all about championing girls and their individual ambition. Wow. And, you know, those are huge and very, very important things and goals uh, for for young women and for young girls. And we do, we need more young women and young girls in these positions of leadership. So, Joanne, to sort of further that a little bit in terms of the campaign, what are your hopes that we're going to accomplish with this Passion to Action campaign that we're working on together? Well, I think the name uh, Passion to Action, you know, is very deliberate because it is imparting the value of Girl Scouts to girls, to families, and very importantly, the community at large. Through Girl Scouts, girls get to use problem-solving skills, um, they explore careers, they can travel the world, and that's not always something that they get elsewhere. I believe this opportunity really will show the life impact that Girl Scouting can have on a girl as she develops into a young woman with goals for her own life. And listeners will hear directly from girls and adults on their experience and how they plan to take their passion to action. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so excited about this campaign. And and Sue, the First National Bank has a really strong tradition of service beyond its walls. And why is that so important for the bank to be engaged with the community? And what sorts of programs is the bank involved with? Sure. I think we know as a community bank that a rising tide lifts all boats and the bank is only as successful as its communities are, its small businesses, its municipalities, and individual customers. And we want to give back in a variety of ways. Sometimes that's through donations or sponsorships or, you know, volunteerism by our own employees. During this past year, 
all of the community banks in Maine banded together a couple of times to support certain causes. Um, When the pandemic first started, our CEO, Tony McKim, did a bank challenge. And through that challenge, we raised, I think it was $60,000 for the Good Shepherd Food Bank. And that money was shared throughout the state of Maine. Later in the year, we participated in a challenge that the CEO of Saco Bitterford Savings put together for the Center of Grieving Children. I don't think people realize that we sometimes get together and, and support each other, even though we are competitors, you know, obviously in certain market areas. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. I think I'd mentioned that to you before, to see businesses that are theoretically direct competitors working together for the community, because, you know, that's that's good corporate citizenship right there. So great fit for this campaign. Thank you, Sue. And I do want to ask you before I get into a little more detail about the Girl Scouts programs with Joanne, what was the appeal for you and the bank with the Passion to Action campaign? And how does that tie into the bank's community initiatives? You know, one of our our sort of bigger initiatives is working with youth in a variety of areas. We sponsor a lot of youth sports. We have a lot of employees that coach basketball, baseball, golf, and we have people involved in youth theater. Um, We sponsor trips abroad. We have about 10 employees that are involved in uh, Senator Snow's Olympia's Leaders Program. So we really want to encourage the youth of Maine to fulfill their own dreams. One of our taglines is dream first. And so this really fits in with that, you know, help girls achieve their dreams and what they want to do as they grow older. I love that dream first. That's actually a really cool um, initiative name as well. And Joanne, so can you give us, I mean, I know there's a ton of programs that the Girl Scouts do, but can you give us sort of a bird's eye view about the programs uh, that the Girl Scouts offer? Absolutely. Well, you know, everybody knows about the Girl Scout cookie program and our sales, which were great um, despite the challenges over the last uh, few months. This is the truth. We do not exist to sell cookies, but cookies help us exist as it is our biggest revenue stream. And so Girl Scout programming really goes much further. And we have four major categories of activities that girls choose from, whether they are five years old or 18 years old, because they are progressive, age progressive. And we uh, categorize them as our four pillars. And they are STEM, life skills, outdoors, and entrepreneurship. And we have over 200 individual programs in these categories. So if you're a girl, you can build a robot, you can write a play, you can be a photographer, or you can travel to a foreign country and you can do all of these things and so much more with Girl Scouts. That's a lot. I mean, there, again, you know, and I I think I say this every time I talk to you, like, who do? Who knew how cool the Girl Scouts were? I mean, you guys knew, obviously. You ladies knew (laughs) because you've been involved. But I I don't think that the average person really understands 
the enormity of what you are helping young women and young girls to become uh, within their lives, within their businesses, and within the community. On that note, actually, Joanne, how do the programs and the culture of the organization help young girls and young women to become leaders? Sure. Well, you know, Girl Scouts has really changed uh, the focus in the last 20 years to be one that is all about the girl's interest in nurturing that. Uh, Back when I was a girl, you know, it was pretty much whatever the troop leader decided, that's what the troop activities were. But today, our troop leaders are trained to offer a girl-led experience that supports um, the girl's choice in the activities that they do. And this really helps develop a girl's voice and her decision-making skills, and ultimately her confidence in her abilities and in herself. And, you know, really most importantly, this personal growth is possible because of the caring and dedicated adults who lead our troops and support our girls. And I love how Joanne queued up the next question for me because it's actually, it's perfect. Uh, because I am going to ask you now, Sue, when uh, when we initially spoke, you told me uh, about your experience being a Girl Scout leader. So you were a leader and your daughter was a Girl Scout. And can you tell us about that experience and why you got involved and then what it meant to both you and your daughter? Sure. My daughter started her scouting experience as a Daisy Scout when she was in kindergarten and moved on to Brownies. And really sort of the reason behind it is because she she wanted to go camping. She started talking about how much she wanted to go camping because all her friends went camping and my husband and I aren't campers. So I said, let's join the Curl Scouts and you can go camping with them and I won't have to go. That was my initial thought. And one day when she was a brownie, I went to the meeting as sort of the troop helper for the day. There was always a mom that was a helper because the wonderful Millie Farnham, who was a Girl Scout leader in Booth Bay for a long, long time, she shepherded three daughters through Girl Scouting, had about 20 brownies in her troop. And even though she had a co-leader, she always had another mom there because there were so many girls. And she sort of talked me into it and said, I need another co-leader because I'm also doing this junior troop over here with my older daughter, and I'm going to have to do a daisy troop for my younger daughter in a couple years. So I sort of went in, um, sure, I'll, I'll be the co-leader. And it was a very good experience. You know, as, as Joanne mentioned, Girl Scouting now is very girl-directed. You know, they decide what the meetings are going to be. And it's not about the mom standing in the front of the room telling them what they're going to do. It's going and and helping them get to where they want to be. And they're learning leadership skills without even realizing they're learning leadership skills. And I, I loved being involved with the Girl Scouts. It was a really great experience for me and for my daughter. Yeah, it, it was funny because... I had no idea when I called you to see if the bank would like to be involved with the campaign. Well, who knew that you had had this experience? And one of the things that we talked about initially was how impressive you found the training for you to become a leader. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and tell us why you found it to be so impressive? 
Sure. I mean, I think that the training that the Girl Scouts offers, and, and I probably should have a caveat that I did manage to avoid camping training. I, I never took the camping training because even though I went on camping trips, there was always another leader that had the camping training. But the training was very directed, very appropriate for the age group that you were working with. It covered the, all the bases in terms of safety, but also it fleshed out your role. So you knew your role was to be a guide and a mentor of sorts and not that person telling them what they were going to do next. And it really was about meeting the girls where they were and, and letting them lead from where they were. And I have an article that I got either at a Girl Scout training or in, in a Girl Scout magazine that I received when I was a leader called A Leader Can Be. And I think when we think of leadership, you think of perhaps a politician or you think of somebody standing in front of the room. Now, I love to be in front of the room. I'm happy to lead from the front of the room. But my daughter does not want to lead from the front of the room. She's a teacher, but she works with children in small groups that have learning disabilities. So she's not that kind of leader. And what this little article said, a leader can be the person that brings groups of people together. The leader can be a collaborator. So there's so many different ways to be a leader. And I still use that article. I use it with supervisors who are struggling. They don't know how to write a performance review. They don't know how to rate somebody on leadership. Or I have uh, a manager who says, but I don't manage people, so how can I be a leader? There's a lot of different ways to be a leader. And I think that was a big part of the Girl Scout training. Yeah, and that's really, that's so important what you're saying because not everybody is somebody that steps out front. And there there are a lot of ways uh, that you can be a leader. And I think that sometimes young girls in particular, they associate it with, you know, being really aggressive or assertive and dare I say masculine qualities that we tend to have grown up seeing with male leaders. And that's simply not true. So I, I love that. And I also, the second thing that's really cool about that, Sue, is that you bring it back to your job. So some of the training and some of the things that you learned about being a Girl Scout leader help you to be a leader within your job as well, within your career. Joanne, is there anything that you would like to add about the Girl Scouts leadership training program? Well, absolutely. And I, I love what Sue just said, because our research with girls shows that many of them don't consider themselves leadership material because they don't want to be seen as bossy or, like Sue said, that person in the front of the room. And yet they do really want to be collaborative with people and they take action that way. And so there's a perfect example of how we need to redefine what leadership is. And female leadership is often very suited to a collaborative style. And uh, that's part of what we try to make sure our girls understand as well. And I'm glad to see that Sue was able to take that back as a in her training as a volunteer to her own workplace, too. So I think that's wonderful. But, you know, we would not be anywhere without our volunteers, clearly. Uh, and most of our volunteers, you know, we have um, 
approximately 4,000 adult members in the state of Maine. Most of them are troop leaders. But you know, there are many other ways to volunteer as well. And we provide training and support tools uh, to set them up for success. And regardless of really their personal experience with Girl Scouts or with girls at all, and it can be extremely rewarding um, as an experience with uh, girls, and we hear it all the time about how our volunteers really feel like they get more than they give when they work with girls. I want to just point out that I will be uh, making sure, and we'll talk about this a little bit uh, further on the podcast too, about how people can get involved if they're interested, but I will make sure that there are links in the show notes so that people can find out more information about how they can get involved. So I like to bring that up a couple of times, just so if you're listening and you want to be involved, we will show you how. Joanne, you've been the executive director now of the Girl Scouts of Maine for a while. What is your favorite story or stories about your tenure there with some of the girls? Well, there are many, but I'm going to give you a couple of examples because I think they each um, supply a different aspect of um, a girl's experience uh, with Girl Scouts. One of those stories is with um, one of our recent scholarship recipients. Girl Scouts of Maine has just recently awarded $19,500 in scholarships to 12 of our Girl Scouts. And one of them said that um, as part of a military family that moved all around the country, she always found a local Girl Scout troop to be part of wherever she went. And she said that as she moved, Girl Scouts moved with her. And, you know, this ready-made sisterhood of friends gave her a sense of community and family. Um, And to me, you know, this really illustrates the reach and the breadth of Girl Scouts throughout the country and really the world. In addition to offering a personal stability and support for this young girl as as she grew up. Another more local story from a, a few years ago was about a girl who was sitting on a bus that we hired for a trip to Washington, D.C. There were 400 Girl Scouts that went there, and they visited all the monuments and uh, met with Susan Collins and had a wonderful time. And she was telling her adult seatmate how great the trip was, but also how proud her family would be because she was the first member of her family to travel out of state. And this really hit home to me, uh, given our very mobile society, that this out-of-state trip was a milestone for this child, but also for her family. So Girl Scouts has an aspect of nurturing confidence that extends not only to the girl, but also to others around her very often. Yeah, and and, you know, I, I love both of those stories because you have the aspect of a girl that traveled around so often that she needed the sense of community that it brought. And then you have another young woman who really had not been outside of her own backyard, so gives her more of a sense of the of the global community. But either way you look at it, it is about that sense of, of community and community involvement. Um, really beautiful. And Sue, how about you? What's your favorite Girl Scout story or stories? 
Well, this sort of story sort of plays more into what Joanne said about what you get out of being a leader. And and sometimes you get unexpected things. You know, you're going to be working with young women, you know, you're going to be helping them grow and develop. But I don't think you think about what you'll get out of it personally. And I, when I started getting involved with the Girl Scouts as a leader, I also got involved with our local neighborhood service group. So that was sort of a group of troops in this area where leaders got together and discussed activities, things that were coming up, things that troops could do together. I grew up in central Maine. I now live on the coast in Lincoln County. And I think we all know as you get older and you move around, it it becomes harder to make friends. You know, you don't, you have your work friends and you have the friends that are parents of other kids that might be, you know, your kid's friend for a little while. And then your child moves on to another friend. So you're, that can always be a little different, but Working with this group of leaders in our neighborhood, I made new friends as an adult that, you know, my daughter's 25 and I'm, I'm still friendly with that group of women and with Millie Farnham, who got me into Girl Scouting to begin with. So you don't think about what you're going to get out of it. One year we had a sort of a camping weekend at Camp Pondicherry over in Bridgeton and our troop, our Booth Bay area troop was there and the Damerscotta troop, we decided to sort of camp near each other. Because the girls, some of the girls knew each other and all the kids are in bed and it's just the leaders sitting around the campfire, talking, beautiful night and realizing that I might not have ever met them if I hadn't gotten involved as a Girl Scout leader. And we still stay in touch, even if it's just through social media, we still kind of know what's going on in each other's lives, which is a nice feeling. So again, it's really that sense of community and leadership. And, you know, so for those of you out there listening that may be new to a community or, you know, maybe you just don't get out as much as you'd like, especially after the last 15 months, this is an opportunity to mentor young women, but also to create long lasting bonds and relationships for yourself. So there you have it. How cool is that, right? Now, so. It's that time in the podcast where I'd like to ask my daughters of change that I'm talking to this question. What is the best piece of advice that you have for the daughters of change out there listening right now? So I have two. And the first is always say yes. I think sometimes women and young women, especially when they're asked to join a team, start a project, take on a task, their first thought is, I can't do it. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough Education, I haven't been trained, but always just say yes, and and you'll figure it out. You have within you what you need to get something done. And don't apologize for the space that you're taking up. It's something I'm trying to work on with some young women here. When I see it in a meeting, when people ask permission, young women ask permission to ask a question or apologize for asking a question. And it's just, just ask a question. If this was a group of men in a room, none of them would apologize for asking a question get the information you need. That's what helps you grow. So those are my two pieces of advice. Say yes and don't apologize. Now that, you know, I, that was really the monarch notes of what Sue just said, but really great advice. Joanne, how about you? Same question. What's the best piece or pieces of advice that you have for the Daughters of Change out there listening today? Well, I think, Sue, those last two nuggets were perfect and really fits into the general comments that I would have, too. I would say the best piece of advice would be support girls and women in ways that you can, whether they are big or small. 
you know, research shows that five-year-old girls tend to believe that girls are brilliant and very smart. But by the age of six, they have changed to saying, you know, boys are really the smarter gender. And to me, this says a lot about social conditioning and the absolute need for girls from a young age to have a strong sense of self and positive values. But they need to be encouraged and supported in the society and by women in particular. Bingo, period and amen. Support young girls, support young women, and support each other. I like that. Great advice, ladies, both of you. Before we sign off on this fine first podcast for the Passion to Action campaign, Sue, do you have any last thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, Yeah, I think one of the things that I do think is important about Girl Scouting that we haven't really mentioned is that introduces girls to the importance of service at a young age. I mean, Girl Scouting is more than getting badges and selling cookies, as Joanne mentioned before. But we also worked a lot with the girls in volunteering in the community. For a while, our troop actually met at the Gregory Wing at St. Andrew's Village, which is a nursing home. We had our meetings in the conference room, and the girls spent an hour or so with the residents of Safe Havens, which is the dementia wing of the facility, And they made art with the patients and just sat and talked with them, watched TV with them. And it it helped them not be afraid of aging and and what can happen. And for their bronze award project, they actually did art with the residents. And then we had an art show that was really well received and they really had fun. And some of them even went down when there wasn't a Girl Scout meeting because Wednesday afternoon there was bingo. So they would go down after school and, and play bingo with the residents. So I think that introduction to service is really important. We have a quote on the bank sort of intranet right now that says service is the rent you pay for being in the world. And I think if we all know that and we all do the best we can, then it just creates better communities for all of us. Beautiful. Well said. Love it. And Joanne, what are your closing thoughts for the listeners? Well, I just want to thank you, Marie, and all your listeners uh, and the Daughters of Change. Just a fabulous opportunity uh, to be discussing Girl Scouts and all the leadership possibilities that there are as adults and as girls. Um, And I guess my point would be to reiterate that girls need female role models and supporters, and we need to cheer them on, cheer um, adult women on, and just be there so that we can really broaden the reach of what we can offer the world. Thank you, Joanne, and wonderful last thoughts. And just quickly before we sign off here, for people to get involved with the Girl Scouts, and I'm going to come to you in a second as well, Sue, but Joanne, so for people that want to get involved, whether it be as leaders or to sign their girls up uh, or find out how they can help, maybe they volunteer, what would be the best way for them to get involved uh, and to to find out, actually to find out the information to get involved? Well, the best place to get started would be with our website um, where you can learn about the various ways to get involved, whether you want to join the Girl Scouts or volunteer or donate. Uh, You'll also see many stories about Girl Scout 
programs and, and what girls are doing. Um, and to keep up with the latest news and updates, I'd encourage uh, listeners to follow us on our Facebook page, Girl Scouts of Maine. And um, for your out-of-state people, we would encourage you to simply Google your local Girl Scout Council and uh, look at their website because we're all you know very savvy with that stuff now. And uh, also GSUSA, which is our national organization, can also give you a lot of direction about how you can be involved. And Sue, how about uh, for people that might want to find out more about what the bank is doing and get involved in your initiatives here in Maine? Sure. Um, Our social media page, um, our Facebook page is pretty active. We also have an Instagram account. And, you know, over the last year, we haven't done as many sort of in-branch food drives and and things like that just due to what we've all experienced over the past year. But those things will ramp up again in the fall. And we have a new position here at the bank, Community Engagement Officer. And the role of that person, uh, Sarah Dubé, will be to help engage the community in the volunteerism we're doing here at the bank. So we're looking forward to doing more as the year goes on. Well, fantastic. So I just to everybody out there listening, just to make sure you know, we will make sure that all of the links to the Girl Scouts information from their website to their social media, the bank's website, their social media pages, all of that will be in the show notes. So check the show notes for direct links and uh, all of the information will be there at your fingertips. And I hope that you'll take a minute to explore because you know what? Getting involved, mentoring, helping in the community, you know, it's not just the right thing to do selfishly. It feels really good. It feels really good to know that you've made a difference. Ladies, I thank you again so much for the collaboration uh, on the Passion to Action campaign and for your time here today. And uh, just can't wait to roll this campaign out and see where it goes. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Marie. And before we go, I want to give a huge shout out and a special thanks to our sponsor for the Passion to Action campaign, the First National Bank and First National Wealth Management, serving Maine from 17 branches along the coast and inland in Bangor. Dream first, our best days are ahead. <laughs>